0: Carl Jung said, the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. This is an invitation to move differently in the world, to operate from a place of deep knowing and alignment. I'm Adrienne McDonald, and welcome to the Mindset Strategist podcast. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back, or welcome if it's your first time. Thank you for all the well wishes. It did take me a bit longer to get back to heal from my oral surgery than I anticipated, but here we are. Because I couldn't talk very much, I did have a lot of opportunity to read and study and think about things, which is always helpful. It's always insightful. And as always, I am so grateful you decided to join me today. I have missed a recording, and let's see what the Mindset Muse brings forth for us. Now, originally this episode was going to be around the focus of going from good to great. However, something kept turning over in my mind and in my gut, and when that happens, as you well know, I've just learned to feel into that and listen. And I kept coming across quotes about being an island in the, in the chaos. And, uh, I mean, Barbara Hubbard's small islands of coherence in a sea of chaos can shift the whole system to a higher order. And then of course there's Margaret Wheatley's, it is possible to use our influence and power to create islands of sanity in the midst of a raging, destructive sea. And I have a friend of mine who talks often about being that island of sanity. And it was just rolling around in my head, and I believe it's no surprise to anyone right now that in this moment in time that we are in, we need more islands of sanity and coherence because we are most definitely in chaotic times and, quite frankly, have been in for a while. Now, I'm based in the U.S., and most of my listeners, according to the demographics data, are also in the U.S. But I think the pandemic, you know, shook the entire world to its core, and our collective recovery from that is still ongoing. Well, with more news Outlets that are more opinion-based and social media algorithms rewarding more negative content and the divisive politics that are so prevalent. Those islands seem to be harder to find right now. And I think that that needs to change. I think that we are ripe for a nice renaissance. Um... In fact, I would invite anyone listening to this to take that to heart right now. Make a commitment to work on your inner landscape so that you can be one of those islands. Now, why do I bring this up now? Well, as I look ahead here in the U.S., another election cycle is going to be ramping up soon. And if the last two were any indication, people being divisive, lack of civil discourse, and, well, more chaos... Is going to occur, and I do think that there it can be beauty in chaos because I think there's value in in some chaos. However, the type of chaos that I'm talking about is more of a darker kind. It's like the the bringing out the worst in in humanity's tendencies. Right? It's it's darker. It's dense energy, and I think that. There's so much disconnection, and we have seemed to lost our way on a collective value system and are in a little bit of a spiritual crisis, or a lot in a spiritual crisis. Now, when I'm saying that, I'm not speaking of a particular religion per se. It's more of a, okay, here's some core fundamentals that we all agree on, and one could definitely argue that Religion provide that in in some realms, um, except there's so many people that have had so many horrible experiences with organized religions that they've left them, and those people are sort of lost out there. and you know I've been in that boat. Carl Jung said that most people today, and think about the time period when he was writing. That's been a while, right? Most people today are reluctant to apprentice themselves to mystery. Caught in the toils of egohood, he suggested that we've been taught to distrust anything we can't see, touch, or quantify, and we're disoriented and dissociated because we've lost our ancient moral and spiritual traditions. Further, he also said that. Anybody that consulted with him that were in their the period of their life was midlife, that no one was ever cured that didn't achieve a spiritual outlook on life. I find this very interesting again, since like given the time period that Jung was practicing, because one could argue that it's gotten progressively worse since that time. Now, I've said many times on this podcast. This is about moving differently in the world, learning how to move differently in the world. And as grim of a picture as that may have sounded, there's also never been a time in history where people have had readily, like ready access to explore and study. I mean, that's what technology has given us is that opportunity to reimagine, to reinvent, to transform to be enchanted with wonder again, to find the magic in the mundane, because that's going to be able to help you become one of those islands in the chaos. As Sharon Blackie says, uncertainty is the apprenticeship of mystery. It's an antidote to our desperate need to know, to predict, and therefore control. The ability to sit with mystery and explore the dark but fertile realms of infinite possibility is crucial to the work of inhabiting a meaningful life. And I really love that because I think that we all could use a little bit more wonder. Now, how do you start working on becoming an island in that chaos? Well, I feel like one of the greatest teachings around this comes from a book that I usually read read and study, like I reread because I've I've read it many times. And I do it a couple of times a year to sort of reset myself. And when I first picked it up many years ago, like so many books, I just read it. And I was like, oh, you know, hey, this is pretty basic, uh, good ideas. And then I picked it up again after my mentor recommended it. And said so basically the same thing. I was like, yeah, yeah, good, good ideas. And if you remember the last episode where I talk about the importance of embodying what you're studying, this is a super great example of this because I had a hard time because the principles in the book were so simple, but they were extremely difficult to embody at first. And in some days they're extremely difficult to embody even now. And you might have already guessed which one I'm referring to, if you've been listening to, if you ever listened to any of my um, Mindset Mornings in the past, because I have definitely brought this up, book up with that. And that's The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And again, the beauty of this book is it's simple. That is the point. The, it, it's to give you a foundation, a place to operate from. And the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. Well, be impeccable with your word. Well, duh, right? Why is that so hard for us? Your word is your power to create. He says that the word is the most powerful tool you have as a human. It is the tool of magic. But like a tool with two edges, your word can create the most beautiful dream Or your word can destroy everything around you. I mean, think about cancel culture and the power of the word around cancel culture. You're either sowing the seeds of trust or not. And the word could be poison, anger, jealousy, hate, gossip. That's all poison. When you're impeccable, you take responsibility for your actions. But you do not judge or blame others. If you adopt the first agreement and become impeccable with your word, any emotional position will eventually be cleaned from your mind and your communication and your personal relationships. And this is the foundation of self-trust. That emotional poison will be cleaned from your mind if you adopt the impeccable with your word. But that that means with other people, it also means with yourself, particularly with yourself. Number two, don't take anything personally. Yeah, this this is this one's hard, especially if you're a people pleaser, right? If you're a recovering people pleaser, super hard, super hard. But everything is not about you, and I think we're seeing a a, a trending up of high trait narcissism. Um, and again, I think, do think that, has, that ties back to a spiritual breakdown. But nothing other people do is about you. It's about themselves. When we take something personally, we make the assumption that they know what's going on in our inner world, that they know our inner landscape, and we are trying to oppose, impose our world onto their world. You eat all of their emotional garbage when you take things personally. You create more energetic density around yourself, like I've talked before. If you don't, then well that's that's the path of being that island. This could also easily apply to someone telling you how wonderful you are because again, another's opinion of you should not affect your inner landscape. Yeah, it's it's nice to hear, but don't get attached to it. Don't don't expect people to tell you the truth because they lie to themselves. What you have to do is expect your to be able to trust yourself and choose to believe or not what somebody says something to you, or even like you read it on the internet and you're like, huh, you know, I. I, I don't know if I buy into that or not, right? If you can commit to this agreement, then it will be virtually impossible for someone to rattle you because there's a huge amount of freedom in not being attached to taking something personally. And again, this is super simple, but also really challenging to put in the practice in the beginning. We have an almost addicted level of need for other people's opinions. But on the other side of that, there's a lot of freedom. There's a lot of freedom. And it's a practice. All of these are a practice. The third one is don't make assumptions. Now, we create a lot of emotional poison and energetic density by taking things personally and making assumptions. And this is particularly true when we are evaluating someone's capacity incorrectly Um, because we immediately will get disappointed. Assumptions also create a lot of chaos. When we believe something, we assume we are right about it to the point that we will destroy relationships. I mean, we are seeing this play out in real time in public life. And we'd rather destroy the relationship in order to defend the physician. But when we are doing that, we aren't listening. We are only reacting. And we assume that Everyone should see life the way we do, and that that's not healthy. That's not healthy. This is the reason why I say note what hills you're like ready to die on, but also evaluate those hills regularly, okay? And number four is always do your best. Now, the fourth agreement is about tying the others together in the form of action, in the form of embodiment. Your best is not going to be consistent from day to day. I mean, God knows mine's not. And that's okay. You're human. Like, this isn't about checking off boxes. This is about showing up and operating differently, moving in the world differently, embodying these agreements. The first three only work when you're doing your best. And that includes giving yourself grace and forgiveness when you slip, because you will. Because again, you're human. Again, if there is an alien listening to this, feel free to shoot me an email. (laughs) But if you break an agreement, then there's always tomorrow to start over. And when you look out into the world, would you not agree that the world would be entirely different if most everyone followed these agreements? Like, so different. So, so much more peaceful. So much more... Connected. But we can only work on ourselves. Now, every day we seem to be bombarded with negativity. And I've had some really in depth conversations around the need for, like almost the, the need for a new Renaissance period. I mean, humanity has been shaped by these pivotal moments throughout history where these quantum leaps in art and science and culture like really totally defined our existence. And we we look back at the Renaissance period. It was known for innovative ideas, cultivating curiosity, some really amazing artistic feats. It was like a super strong testament to human potential. And now, in an era Marked by rapid technological advances, you know, the global interconnectedness because of those tech advances, complex society, societal issues. We need something. And by embracing curiosity, fostering collaboration, nurturing creativity, we, I mean, we have an opportunity to usher in like a huge period of enlightenment and progress. And there's no better way to embrace this call by working on yourself, by cultivating that inner landscape, by cultivating, like, really getting really solid in who you are as a human being. So I want you to think about this week how you're moving in the world. And... Like, will you take up the challenge to work on embodying these four agreements? Now, if you've not read the book, highly, highly, highly recommend. I have it in, like, all the formats. So give that some thought. As always, would love to hear what you think. You Feel free to connect with me on social media. That's always in the show notes. If you have a mindset question for Break Free Friday, which I'm bringing back, then uh, send that to break free at breakfreeatadriannemcdonald.com, and that is also in the show notes. And I look forward to connecting next week. Thanks for listening to the Mindset Strategist podcast. If you found this helpful, I'd love for you to share it out. And reviews are always appreciated. You can check out my website at www.adriannemcdonald.com for more information. I would also love to connect with you on social. The links are in the show notes. Have a beautiful day.